Hello and welcome to Gravity Husband's Conversations. I'm your host, Joseph Jude. Startup founders dream of building the next big thing. At least I did when I launched a cybersecurity startup. But as the statistics show, majority of the startups fail and fizzle out. Today I'm talking to Sahel who wants to change that. He has been a founder himself, not once, twice. He understands the field really well and he has started Builders Club, a community, a vibrant community to support the startup founders in their journey. We are going to discuss why startups fail and what can be done to reduce the chance of failure. Before we get into the interview, can I request you to subscribe to the podcast, write a review and share the podcast with other business leaders. Hello, Sohail. Welcome to the conversation. Hey, hey Joseph. Great, great being here. How's it going? Doing well, doing well, uh, Sohail. To prepare for this interview, I was going through your LinkedIn and on LinkedIn, you mentioned data-driven approach. Can we talk a little more about this data-driven approach for building a startup and how, how we can, this particular approach will avoid failure and how did you use this data-driven approach? So I think everything is data. I mean, if you're running a business, if you're doing a startup, if you're doing anything, if you're not tracking what you're doing, you will never have an idea of which direction you are heading. Like even if you're studying in any school, there are unit tests and exams, which where you tend to figure out, hey, how am I doing? Right. So I think everything that you do, any campaign that you run, and especially if you're doing business, you have to have data by your side. Uh, otherwise, how will you know whether you're succeeding or not? I mean, of course, money or the amount of money that you're making the business side, definitely for you, uh, I guess for businesses, the Nostar metric is the amount of revenue which yeah. comes in and how much is the burn. And then you try to in, you know increase the revenue and then the ones. But if you look at division wise, every division basically has a Nostar metric or some data that they track, which they're trying to optimize for. Problem is especially in corporates, many times you become a cog in the wheel and you're not probably aware of what metric is the management tracking and you're just given directives. And this is where probably once you once you do your own thing or if you're a part of a smaller setup where things are much more visible to you, you basically get to optimize or, you know, basically have that that number in your front that, okay, this is the number which we're chasing, right? I mean, happy to get you get into examples as well with you, because I think for marketing, you know, you track if you're do, if you're running a performance ad, you're optimizing for the number of leads at the lowest amount of cost. If you're if you're basically launching a certain product in it for if for the first some days, you try to optimize for the amount of downloads or the number of people who have registered. Then you try to optimize for engagement activity. So I believe anything that you do, especially in business. If you have trackers for every activity that you're doing for and you are you have clarity that okay, this what I'm doing here is going to increase or change this number, it becomes easier for you to understand the impact that these activities are happening. It's good to have things looking pretty and everything should look nice, but what is the impact that you are having? And hence the data driven approach. What was your motivation to go from that successful exits of these startups to building a community? 
rather than probably another startup so i think when i made an exit from evercare my previous startup this was during covid times i was not really looking to start something very frankly i i remember i was on vacation with my wife in the mountains because that time the staycation thing was happening i was basically just trying to find more people more founders which are who are out there in the ecosystem and and see what they are doing or probably you know work on a project and i couldn't find any very frankly and i could only find discussion forums slack groups but there were no platforms on which you could actively work on a project together collaborate or probably have even a longer discussion because on a textual format what more can mm. you do right you can just ask questions and somebody will revert back and then you dm them and then there are chances that they might revert and even then from a chat to a voice call is a trust building exercise very frankly before you you actually go there and you can feel the vibe i stumbled across this across this platform called discord and discord had at that point of time this is back in 2020 this is pre clubhouse pre today spaces days where they had a voice chat feature and i basically had had seen the the feature but never really tried it out and then one day i was free in the mountains and my wife was working i didn't have anything to do so i just said hey let me try and make a make a server and see how it works and you know i basically thought that hey the, why why not get 50 100 of the people who are in this in these different uh, groups together and we can probably have uh, voice chats and in voice chats you have multiple things you can do you can discuss your ideas if you have any problems you can ask for questions and that's how the builders club started very frankly um i'd never really thought that i'm making a community i just said that hey okay challenge for myself in 6 months can i make it 2000 members i can increase growth this community to 2000 members uh cut to 6 months later i had 25000 members in in a, in a year we had 40000 members and then the whole idea of then basically i realized okay so probably we are on to something 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 big because we never really marketed we still don't market our marketing is very bad but people join in from referrals 80 to 90% of the people are are coming in from other people who are a part of the community and asking people to join in uh, hence a lot of people who are not into the startup ecosystem might not heard of us but we are one of the largest we have now become one of the largest startup founder communities across the globe but yeah i mean i think once we hit once we became sizably big on discord then you know you the, the 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 most logical thing was to hey how do i sustain it and then the whole idea of turning this or this being looked at from a perspective of hey can we monetize this in some form also came in and yeah i mean i think any project that you work on if it becomes sizable enough and you have the need to make money to sustain it is technically a startup is technically mm-hmm. a business so being working in the startup community for so long i think these these tags have kind of worn off now i believe every business is a startup every startup is a business in a way in some form or the others what other lessons that you learned in building a startup what are those lessons that you are putting in the building of the community 
think everything that I learned, in fact, the good part is if you are building something and if you're having fun with it. See, there are two mm-hmm. things out there. One is where you're fighting for survival, which mm-hmm. is where a lot of idea stage founders fail that they put a gun on their own head saying mm-hmm. that, hey, I'm leaving my job and I, I will I will see whether this thing works out or not. It doesn't work that way. The best learnings that anyone learns uh, or anyone has is when they are playing, when they are mm-hmm. when they are learning without pressure. So I had that luxury with me. So there's this very interesting book called, I think, uh, Traction. Yeah. It's a book called Traction, which basically documents the different go-to-market strategies. It talks about the bullseye framework, where there are 19 different channels that you can exploit in terms of distribution. Uh, but you go with top three and you focus 100% of energy in top three and 80% of energy in the first one. I basically started with that approach. I basically said, hey, let me see 1,000 members. Does this work? Okay, so we've started and that's where, you know, every channel that we worked on, we had bitly links, we were tracking things and we knew who was coming from where. And, And I think in business or any startup that you're doing, technically you have a product or a service which you're selling to someone. And then one point is your information, your communication, reaching to that person, you being into the consideration set of that person for the problem that you're solving for. And then whether once this person, then that person basically buys your service or takes your service and then gives you feedback, either positive or negative. It's positive, it's usually a a repeat purchase if it's negative they basically either tell you what's wrong with you and then they move on and you probably get an opportunity to improve your product any learnings that i had had which were probably which probably had not worked in my previous startups i had an opportunity here to try take a different path on the same problem which i was trying to solve there and hence my what i said in the initial time before this is that you learn when you're playing mm-hmm or when you are working without pressure. So I did not have a pressure. I did not put a gun on my head. We we optimized our channels. We optimized our communication. We launched our own bootcamp. I think the first one worked. Second work didn't work. Third one worked better than the first one. I have learned that, you know, if you are playing the long game, you basically are competing against yourself. There is nobody else you're technically competing against. And every failure is technically you, I think the word failure itself should not be in the vocab of a startup founder or anybody else for that matter. If you're failing at this thing, probably just see what didn't work here. What was the problem? Was it that you were probably, your solution was not not right for the problem statement or whether you were not even looking at the problem statement in the right way? Or probably, you know, you failed for other factors and probably you should look at a different problem or you should look at the same problem with a different approach. And then move on and and see what works next. So, I I mean, I think that these are a few of the learnings. Again, from a tactical to a philosophical level, there were multiple layers through it. But yeah, I mean, these are just just to sum up a few of them. I'm going to dive on one particular point. I want to understand this a little more for myself. So you talked about play, which is you're working without any pressure. So it's a play and which is also an experiment. So you're having fun with it. 
but on the other side of it you are also chasing a number now chasing a number is not going to be easy or it's at least in my mind it doesn't fit as a play it is a mm. little more serious strategic work that you are doing so how mm. do you balance between it what's the philosophy and the tactical thing that you talk about how do you balance between these two i don't know so the way i look at it and this has worked for me at least i i always assume that that number is there to be caught what i have seen that the people who are in the top 10 usually they usually i mean it it comes naturally a lot of times mm. because we are doing things your own way and you you always get feedbacks right you have positive feedbacks and you have negative feedbacks if you are checking yourself at the right intervals every test that you take you know who's ahead of you who's behind you problem is in startups you usually don't do that you don't have that checks as an entrepreneur this is the biggest problem that you have is you don't have these checks and balances you don't test yourself and you're too scared and i think this is where people go wrong that if you're chasing a number first of all see where you what is your current number mm. people are scared of taking that benchmark also mm. I, hey i'll be too low or i'll be too high my point is you are not there you're not playing the game you're just thinking of playing the game the moment you step your foot in the arena mm. and you know where you are then you can say that hey okay so i am here and let's say 730 i have to hit let's say 80 how do i proceed right and then you have different people doing different things to do that and then you pick and choose from them you can't do everything but the first step is where majority of the people go wrong every i mean 90% of the startups which come up come up to me say that hey i have this idea i have done this with these many people everybody said it's a very good idea i want money the investor money is not revenue investor money is there for growth revenue comes mm. from these people are these people paying you and so my my point is whatever number you are chasing first of all you have to benchmark yourself you have to give yourself a realistic picture where you stand and secondly where do you want to go if mentally you don't imagine yourself to be like a jorogan you will never be a jorogan okay you talked about some of the frameworks I, i'm i'm a lover of frameworks uh mm. can you share some of the frameworks what these are and how you apply them there are some very basic ones one is a regular swot analysis probably mm-hmm. that might be a good diagnostic for you yourself mm-hmm. many times you're scared of writing those things down very on true. paper but swot is one of the basic ones and one of the one of the things which is going to the giving giving you a very clear picture of what we used to second is a porter's five forces analysis mm. for the landscape mm. right so and these are again things so people talk about business model canvas i have never been able to figure that out as in i have not been probably been able to apply it properly mm. so i mm. so for me i think for landscape we use porter's five forces the usual you know competitors so competitors suppliers, suppliers. buyers complementers and the and the this thing and then we do this a basic swot analysis from a business model perspective i have a very simple take what's the business model mm. so so i think for a startup you should technically start from what is the problem that you're trying to solve right so a lot of people make a product and then try to fit it into the market if you're tech if you are making a business or if you are making a startup you start from the problem 
and then you build a solution mm. right so that's the reason why a lot of techies might build beautiful products but they might not be successful businessmen right so guilty as charged yeah so but but that, that's because you're making a product which you like for mm. yourself mm. but probably thousand people the other there they're not a million people who are looking for that product right so mm. then probably if you're building for a niche and there are thousands of you you find you probably might charge a premium and mm. then sell it off to them but there are different ways of doing it right so mm. so one is of course you start off with a with a with a problem and then a solution mm. second is that solution something which the users are going to buy and then the third is basically what is your business model so mm. in business models where basically people complicate business models a lot there are technically just three different business models right so there is ticketed which is uh, there which is people paying one product or service at a time so you go to a shop you buy an apple you pay you go to a concert you buy a ticket you pay right so it's a ticketed event or a one price one service second is s what which is subscription so you pay on a subscription basis and third is brands pay which is advertising led there are only these three models universally <laughs> there is no third model people basically do mix and matches mm. people do freemium the okay shuruaat mein you get a free and then you start paying and you know then you get discounts and xyz and there are different variations but technically these are the three different business models right okay. so you basically start with this when you're starting at a 0.1 basis which of these three is your business model are you going to be ad led are you going to be ticket led are you going to be subscription led right don't complicate things in the in the in the initial days and then once you see which one of these is working you then basically do variations hmm. okay so, now let's talk about the builders club you talked about some of the numbers so where are you with with builders club now how can anyone be part of this builder club and what do they get being part of builders club yeah. we started off on discord but one of the problems with that platform was that rtg does not really understand discord mm. right and there's a learning curve to the platform people get confused and also we had been we basically moved to whatsapp but the problem with whatsapp is that whoever joins in thinks that you are just a whatsapp group <laughs> right and there is no way you can you can showcase what all you do and we do a lot of initiatives right so we currently have one of the largest startup founder communities in the globe we have around 75000 odd builders and decision makers from across industries across geographies as a part of our community we basically run a lot of initiatives right so we we basically do events we do we have we have launchpad day where everybody who's launching products launches together and helps amplify each other's work we basically have a fundraising track through which we help people raise funds we also help people with services so in case you people have different requirements right from accounting to legal to marketing to tech to hr or hiring we basically help you with that you people if you want to become a part of the community you can be basically very recently shifted to nas nas.io/tbc that's where we are nas.io/tbc we now have four different subgroups also we have sub communities as well and this is apart from the city chapters that we have we basically have one for investors we have one for founded founders we have one 
which is a paid community in which you get access to around $500,000 plus worth of partner perks and credits. And then there is a super builder program which in which we have a very curated, the top 1% in their industry is kind of people who basically network and work amongst each other. We are currently touching almost 100,000 odd builders. The aim is to go for a million now. The, the, the way we are envisioning it and the way we are adding value has progressively, progressively over time become more comprehensive. We started off with helping people with their queries to now to helping people connect and now helping them with any kind of services or tools that they might require in the building journey. The intent is to become one of the most comprehensive system infrastructure for startups and businesses. So you people, anything that you might need, anything that you might need for anything that you're building, you will be able to get help from the Builders Club. And that's that's where we are. That's what we aspire to be. And yeah. Wonderful. Now, there are other organizations, so to speak, or communities for startups. Like, say, for example, Thai is one of the well-known one. Yeah. How are you different from there? And, and say, for example, if I'm a builder, I want to join... Why should I choose TBC than Thai? Nike and an Amazon basically sell, basically are e-commerce websites, e-commerce platforms, right? But they have a different value proposition. Mm-hmm. Right? They probably might be selling to the same customer, but they have a different perception and they have a different problem that they are, they have a different solution that they that is there for the problem. Right? So currently, in the community ecosystem, every community is different from the other. They might have the same people. So you, as a startup founder, might be a part of five different communities. right? Okay. And it's become very easy for you. There is no barrier to entry. Everybody has a WhatsApp group. right? And there are, you, you will be a part of smaller groups, which might, which might be of your close friends, your business associates, or you might be of medium-sized rooms, which are 500, 200 members, or you might be of large-sized rooms, which might be like the Builders Club, more than probably one group, right? So we have like, we have 15 different WhatsApp groups, right? Each having 50,000, 1,000 people each. And every therapy, there is a cross-pollination. If there is a demand domain-specific one, there is a there is a city-specific one, you'll be a, want to be a part of those two as well, right? You will always be a part of these groups, but each group will be serving a different need for you. Mm-hmm. In some groups, you might be going for news. Some groups, you know that, hey, if I have a query, I'll find a good solution here. Some groups, you will basically have friends with whom you chat a lot. Right? So, number one, people will, will always be in multiple communities. They will never choose to be in your The choice comes when you ask them to pay, mm. right? So this is where the question lies. What are the initiatives that we are running? So our intent is I we never compete with anyone. Mm-hmm. Right? So we always say that, hey, you do your thing. We are always complimenters. Your audience might, might also be, my, be in my community. My community member might also be in your community. Why don't we collaborate? Mm. Our, intent is, our intent is very simple that we, we are a free community, but we have paid initiatives and paid services. You might choose to be 
a part of those if it adds value to you depending on the feedback that we get from the different members depending on what they need at the moment we basically do those initiatives for like for the longest period of time we have had events we have been doing a lot of events now there are paid events which are also happening you can choose to be a part of those because there the crowd is more exclusive might be of your own interest there are investor founder mixers which are happening for free which might which are a little bit open for all then there are smaller focus groups with just five founders and two investors right so you and that might be paid but it's your call whether whether so we we don't we don't uh, ask them so again our business model is all three of them now <laughs> three years we are ad led we are brand led also we are we are ticket based also we are subscription based also so we also we also have a subscription model but this is again contingent to our it's basically mapped to the value that i'm providing mm. so it's a very transactional kind of a membership we don't say that hey you get a exclusive community or network to work with we say if you are building something you need these things you need some you need a co-working space you need tools if you become a part of a subscription plan this is the these are the things that you will get these are hard tangible things right you get co-access to co-working spaces you get access to tools saas products at a heavy discount you get access to aws credits you get access to notion you get access to bubble you get access to all our services which we are providing right from accounting legal for which you probably not will not have the capability but we will provide you as a plug and play for this you pay me 10000 dollars or 10000 rupees for for one year hmm right so we basically currently from a differentiation standpoint i think we the the it's an ocean out there right so you 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 can't say that we will be market leaders out there we don't aspire to be mm-hmm. because we never started off wanting to mm-hmm. be a market leader. we have become one of the largest in terms of number now the intent is just to see if we can make this self sustainable that's the next next goal that we have that hey can this be self sustainable can this can this go go and grow on its own can we have the right systems and processes and this is where we play and then we see the impact which it is happening either on its sustaining okay. or so good well okay now i am a startup founder or a builder i am part of this particular community and we all st- we, we started with this thing i mean how we can reduce the chance of failure of a startup or a building how being part of a community how does it help me to succeed or reduce the uh, chance of failure so i think entrepreneurship is a lonely journey yes right so this is something which i felt first hand that hey if i am getting stuck somewhere i don't know who to ask mm-hmm. right number one number two this might not even be work related i'm just feeling down bro mm-hmm. <laughs> is there a, is there somebody who can understand what i'm going through being in a similar boat we basically a community basically comes handy there you and it's not about just going there and spending time i think the community needs to have proactive initiatives which which involve you or which gives you a gives you an opportunity or gives you a chance to are there any movie nights which these which these communities are having are there any 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 potluck house parties which is happening are there any mixes so the so i might be feeling low but i will not go out there and voice my i should not have to go out there and say that i am lonely i will just go to one of the places and feel good 
or i have you i there are opportunities for me that hey if i am if i am getting stuck here there is somebody who can help me if i mm. want this product i can get it from here so mm. all your problems get solved here and so as a community i think we have always had this helping each other kind of an approach or kind of a culture where if you are building something the other community members will come and help you so one is of course where any kind of queries which comes in second is you basically you basically are you know there are different if let's say i'm launching a product or let's say i'm launching an episode there are other people who are there to share it or amplify it for me so my work becomes a little bit easier right so you get by with the help of the other builders which are out there uh, and then there is the community which continues to have these different initiatives mm. understanding what problems you will be having and then helping you with the right initiatives at the right time like for example if there is if there is a tax filing coming in you don't know what to do are there any officers which can happen with with a with an accounting expert who will help you with that now these are again very transactional things but i think this person who's taking the workshop also comes from within the community mm. you don't need to get people from outside people will step up and say that hey i can volunteer i can take this class for this guy because i know what to do lovely uh, so well one of the problems that comes in with the community building is that initially there is a lot of sense of belonging and collaboration all of that is happening but as it grows that sense of belonging goes off will coming in and going in there's there, it's always a migrant kind of a, a nomadic kind of feeling that comes in how do you ensure that it is still there and what, what what are you going to do it is going to be there as it hits other milestones so i have a question let's say there are 100 people in your party and 80 of them leave and 20% remain who do you focus your attention on the people who stay right so basically this is the approach this is the mindset that you have to have irrespective mm. right so the the idea is there'll always be people who are just window shopping mm. there'll mm. always mm. be people who are just exploring they'll mm. come they'll go a few of them will stick along but you have to focus on the ones who are sticking along why are they sticking along? is there anything which they want what is it that they are liking about the community and then you build up on that and then you mm. what you say another a community of like minded people so the like mindedness will come from here if you focus on the people who are sticking around why are they sticking around if you focus on the 99 who have left then you're probably focusing on the wrong crowd you're trying to you're basically you're basically focusing on on the ones who are probably not interested in your solution in the first place hmm right so to better your product to better your community to better your services at the end of the day, community is a services game you're mm-hmm. servicing the people mm-hmm. now the in the service you tend to automate a few things you tend to and there has to be a touch community is all about personal touches right so it's not a it's not transaction it can't be transaction right so 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 i believe focusing on the people who are sticking around focusing on your power users and being in constant connect designing initiatives which allow them to connect with each other more and more and taking yourself out of the equation and seeing things from a third person perspective that hey if i am not in the room will the community still work because if you are there you basically moderate the whole thing but if you are not there then 
is there a process in place which basically makes sure so then you can scale mm-hmm. otherwise you are always there mm-hmm. you have to always be there yeah, so we are in that phase right now where where i am saying i am not going anywhere okay if there is an event happening in bangalore can it happen without me mm-hmm. so let's see uh, if there is an event which is happening in dubai can it happening happen without me who is the one uh, who's, uh, who who will be our face and why Hmm. can this be one of the power users are they invested enough hmm. in the community so we don't hire our volunteers they come from the club and hey i'll i'll take care of this i'll do this and then there are certain kpis and here also a lot of people you'll find and through cutlings people say hey i'll do i'll do what they'll not do so we test we always say first do it for one month in one month only we get to understand how much proactive this person is so okay fine so we have this rolling things which continuously for for any city that we are launching we have this rolling thing every month you you want to try it out try it mm. okay nothing happens no problem <laughs> so you try it out mm. once you find the right person okay then we launch wonderful so, wonderful great anyways yeah uh, so well all of this is fine what's the future plan you did talk about some of the future plans what do you have for build a club in the future So I think one of the best things which has happened, I think in twenty four we are gearing up for bigger things. One is I think we have shifted our community to NAS. Io, which allows you to have complete visibility of all the initiatives that we are running. Okay. The problem which we were having both in Discord and on WhatsApp is we were not having getting to make separate landing pages for these initiatives and. you know a very dynamic way of of managing things we have we have notice boards of people who are looking to get hired we have notice boards of people who are looking for co-founders we have notice boards of companies which are raising right now which is visible to our investor network i think 2024 we are going bigger we basically both in terms of numbers and in terms of the initiatives that we're doing there is some massive partnerships which are at play and hopefully you will be seeing us more and more in the mainstream in collaboration or you know rubbing shoulders with the right partners in 2024 and and i think from a value perspective i think things have become a little bit more structured mm. uh for tbc which is planning to push those to the community members you know because there is a lot of requirement that people continue posting on the groups we basically just want to make it a little bit more structured and again the processes what we are planning hopefully by 2024 and we might be in a good position to actually go global as well so when i say global we already have different chapters but probably from a processes standpoint things will be a little bit more smoother and uh, we'll be able to onboard different cities and different different countries uh, fairly simply hopefully by 2024 Lovely. All the best, Sohel. Uh, Sohel, uh, thank you so much for taking the time. To all my guests, I ask three rapid-fire questions. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Okay. What's the kindest thing anyone has done for you? Mm, marry me, <laughs> my wife. You <laughs> can't beat that. <laughs> lovely answer. Lovely answer. Okay. Yeah. This podcast is about leadership. In yeah. that sense. Can you please uh, tell me what you think as the best leadership quality, and who has manifested it in your life? I have had the 
privilege to work with some really good leaders okay so arunab uh my my mentor and i think the co-founder of the viral fever tvf mm-hmm. i've had the privilege to be his junior in kgp as well as work with him very closely for five years in the early days of tvf i think from a leader perspective you can't beat that guy he he has all the attributes for you to love him and hate him at the same time right so you know he is very crude he has very what do you call it a very straight way of putting things the way they are he'll never sugarcoat it and that's something which we have carried in tbc as well we don't sugarcoat our feedback and people don't like that about us but that is how it works right we are here to show you the real picture and making things happen hmm. i mean i think i think as a as a leader you need to give people their own way uh, you know freedom to do things their own way and then give them accountability so if i am giving you a certain job or a certain project to lead you lead it wherever my interventions required you come and ask for it but try mm-hmm. and solve majority of things your own way you have these resources for you and you are accountable for the results mm-hmm. right do it your way so that is the way we also work we never micromanage and i it's very i mean it's very difficult to find the right people i have realized that in terms of hiring but i don't know how he got it he he did it i think a lot of things is serendipity in business but i think the kind of people that i was in crowds of in tvf very difficult to find those kind of people okay finally so again what's your definition of living a good life happiness you know happiness and prosperity i think people confuse prosperity or wealth with a lot of money i always say that something which is allowing you to continue with whatever lifestyle that you aspire to have and a little bit more that much is good enough and happiness is the most important thing a lot of people once you have gone through the grind you will realize and once you become old like you and me joseph <laughs> you'll realize that nothing beats being content and being happy at what you do no matter how much money you get if you are happy doing what you do you have i mean you know that the peace of mind which you'll have in life is unmatchable i mean i think uh, yeah i mean this thank you thank you sokal thank you so much for taking the time uh, sokal we talked philosophy we talked uh, frameworks and we talked uh, tactics i think the density of learning in this one hour is amazing thank you so much uh, for taking the time thank you thanks a lot joseph for taking time out for this and making this happen okay take care i hope you enjoyed our conversation can i request you to share the key takeaways from our conversation and if you like this conversation please share the podcast with others have a life of wits